for our sins. John the Baptist said, Behold, the Lamb of God, who taketh away the sin of the world. And that's a lot of sin. Millions, trillions, billions of sins have been committed on this earth in God's sight. And buddy, that takes a whole lot of love. After 42 years of being saved and preaching for the Lord, I still stand amazed at the love of God. I, I marvel at the love of God. I find it just as amazing as His grace. When I survey the wondrous cross, Holy Week 2022, message number six, believe it or not, already, time goes by so fast. John 19, Then Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him, and the soldiers platted a crown of thorns. That's right. Please stand for the reading of God's holy word. You go ahead and finish that, for we will need that. And the soldiers platted a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they put on him a purple robe, and said, Hail, King of the Jews. This is what happened some 2,000 years ago on Good Friday. And they put on him a purple robe and said, Hail, King of the Jews. And they smote him with their hands. They slapped him. Unfortunately, like Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. People are still slapping people. Sad to say. Pilate therefore went forth again and saith unto them, Behold, I bring him forth to you, that ye may know that I find no fault in him. Even a Gentile Roman governor 
could not find fault in Jesus Christ. It was his brethren who made up something against him. The religious crowd. And family drama just won't stop. Religious drama just won't stop. For the out and out Christian, family will hate you. Religious folks will hate you, even in the church. The Pharisees and the Sadducees and the so-called religious leaders of the day are in the church. And they have done more damage to the cause of this man, Jesus Christ, than the world will ever do. The greatest enemies of Christ back then were religious people and family members. The greatest enemy of Jesus Christ today are religious people and family members. Ones you think would be on your side. They betrayed him. He was not only betrayed by Judas. He was betrayed by his own people who knew better, should have known better. They should have received him as the king Pilate said he was. Then came Jesus forth wearing the crown of thorns. He allowed them to mock him. In the words of the old black preachers, he didn't say a mumbling word. He knew he was the king of the entire world, not just the king of the Jews, and yet he allowed him, them to mock him. He didn't say anything. And, 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 and some of you people need to take uh, advice, or rather you need to take, uh, uh, use... Uh, the Lord's example that he set for your own good. Here we are, the most wicked, evil creatures on earth, and yet what do we do? We defend ourselves. We always have something to come back with. We always have something to say. And we're evil as the devil. Follow Jesus' example, if you're saved, if you're saved, if you're born again, if Jesus is living on the inside of you, you really don't have to say much if you know you're not guilty. And even if you are guilty, you ought to shut up. Your lawyer will tell you that. Be quiet. Don't say a word. That's what the old black preachers used to say. He didn't say a mumbling word. See, not only he did not say a word. We got folk today. They know they ought not to say anything back to the authority over them. But they say a mumbling word. They grumble under their breath. They cuss under their breath. And don't let them cuss under, under their breath uh, in Padua, like my uh, 
my wife does every now and then. You don't know what they're saying. Pilate therefore went forth again and saith unto them, Behold, I bring him forth to you that ye may know that I find no fault in him. Then came Jesus forth wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. And Pilate said unto them, Behold the man. When the chief priests therefore and officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said unto them, Take ye him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and by our law he ought to die because he made himself the Son of God. Not only did he uh, say he was the Son of God, he made himself because he is the Son of God. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he was the more afraid, and went again into the judgment hall, and said unto Jesus, Whence art thou? But Jesus gave him no answer. Then saith Pilate unto him, Speakest thou not unto me? Knowest thou not that I have power to crucify thee? and have power to release thee? Jesus answered, Thou couldest have no power at all against me, except it were given thee from above, that is, from God. Therefore he that delivered me unto thee hath the greater sin. Understand, you're both sinning, but they have the greater sin. And from thenceforth Pilate sought to release him, but the Jews cried out, saying, If thou let this man go, thou art not Caesar's friend, you're not the president's friend, you're not the king's friend, using the tool of politics. And sad to say, ladies and gentlemen, the tool of politics still is a very powerful tool. There are pastors and bishops and preachers who would rather be the friend of the president than the friend of God. And every time they do it, they fail. And some are so compromised now, they can't say anything. They've been bought with a bribe, 30 pieces of silver. They're no good to the church now, and they're no good to the president who is gone. And look how the presidents do you. After they use you preachers, they don't want to see you anymore. You're not invited anymore. Like you used to be until, unless they're trying to run again.
President Obama did black folks that way. President Trump is doing uh, white folks that way now. Evangelicals. Uh, have you not learned from history and from your own experience that politicians just use people to get into office? And that's pretty much it. Thou art not Caesar's friend, whosoever maketh himself a king speaketh against Caesar. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus forth. Because see, Pilate was not the only one who heard it. The reporters, uh, the press, all of the religious leaders, all of the people serving Pilate heard it. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus forth. He brought our Savior forth. And as the old black preachers used to say, he didn't say a mumbling word. Jesus Christ did not come out saying no justice no peace, and he could have, he could have messed up the peace real quick, like. He could have had that whole area destroyed, like Sodom and Gomorrah. Jesus did not hold up a sign, saying, I'm innocent. What a great example to follow. If you are a child of God and you know you're innocent, depend upon the Lord to deliver you. Follow your Savior. Don't say a mumbling word. I know of husbands who have been lied on by their wives. And you know what I have advised them to do? If you know you didn't do anything wrong, don't say a mumbling word. One of the reasons why is because it's not going to help you. Some things you can't defend without causing it to be worse and make you look guilty. Sometimes you don't even dignify statements with a response. You move on. Follow your Savior in every area of life. Follow. God will take care of you. Anybody persecuting you and lying on you, you don't have to get angry and mad. Do like Jesus and don't say a mumbling word and march on. Glory be to God. In the words of the Beatles, let it be. Let it be, let it be, let it be, oh, let it be. Whisper words of wisdom, let it be. You'll have more rest and you'll have more peace in your life. Because people will lie on you 
And as the old saints used to say, and scandalize your name, if they did Jesus this way, he, he didn't do anything wrong. And look at the whole world worshiping him for the most part, recognizing him in some way. And, and they crucified him for no reason. And yet this poor sinner is up preaching about this man named Jesus. I've never met him personally, like physically, but I met him and I know him. And he's somebody special. But on this day, he didn't say a mumbling word. <laughs> you may be seated because I'm already preaching. God bless you. Appreciate you standing on your own without me telling. I guess, I, I guess, the, the, uh, uh, somehow this was going to happen. Uh huh. Not only me. Franklin Graham is getting ready to preach about this man named Jesus in another country that's being bombarded. Preachers across, Dr. Tony Evans has been preaching on Good Friday and preaching uh, and teaching on Good Friday for years. I don't know if he's preaching today or not, but he's preached enough. We have one of his uh, messages uh, gaining traction on one of our sites. We didn't even put it up fresh and it just was there already after several years and just every good Friday come right on back up goes towards the top because he told the truth millions of people are doing things from different denominations and churches and sects today I said S-E-C-T-S get your mind out of the gutter uh, because of this man named Jesus Christ who didn't say a mumbling word, who did not come out with his uh, fist out like Justice Mollett, guilty as sin, and, and uh, this man is innocent, and he didn't say no justice, no peace, feel sorry for me, I'm innocent. And he was innocent, and he is innocent. And, 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 and I, I can't explain it. I cannot explain to you how that millions of people stand up for Jesus. And worship him. And wear his cross. And they convicted him for nothing. Then they crucified him naked before the world. And yet millions of people in every country of the world worship this man Jesus. Pray in the name of this man Jesus. Give praise to this man Jesus. There's something about that name. Rance, Allen, something about that name. Something about this man. Pilate was all shook up and Jesus didn't say a mumbling word other than what he said.
when he said, Thou couldst have no power at all against me, except it were given thee from above, from my, that is, from my Father, God. Pilate understood that. Therefore he that delivered me unto thee hath the greater sin. Mm-hmm. So when Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus forth. Politics pushed him to do what was against his uh, instincts, his conscience, to do what was against uh, what was happening in his spirit and his and in his soul, uh, because he was facing God himself. This is a tough position to be in. But politics caused him to give up the Son of God. No doubt he was comfortable and he wanted to keep his comfortable position. But methinks that he was haunted for the rest of his life. As Denzel Washington uh, played in an ancient play this past year, did, of course, excellent work. In a similar fashion, I would love to see uh, T.D. Jakes have Denzel Washington to play pilot. I think that would be very interesting and very effective. Not the traditional kind of thing where we got to see Jesus on the cross and all of that. But but just 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 Denzel like he played I think in Macbeth that kind of a thing just play pilot with and bring all his gifts and talents to bear. I think it would be quite amazing. Bo both of you. I think it would be quite amazing. For him to do that. And I hope that he will. Uh, what's going on right now is that we, we ordered some food so that we would not have to go out and get it for our Good Friday dinner. Food on the ground, as they used to say back in the day. And so we got some folks going to get that. And so ladies and gentlemen, When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus forth and sat down in the judgment seat in a place that is called the pavement, but in the Hebrew, Gabbatha.
and it was the preparation of the Passover and about the sixth hour and he saith unto the Jews behold your king now Pilate was not saved but he was impressed now religious people I mean people who are, are secular they can be impressed with what's going on and still not believe uh, what's going on. I believe that Pilate was somewhere up in there. Have you ever met secular people? They, 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 they really don't believe, but they, uh, they kind of respect what you're doing. You know, and they and they, and they you know they try to kind of like how a recent president was. You know, he res he re appreciates what you're doing, respect what he, but he doesn't believe doesn't really believe it as he should. It's it's a strange little back and forth thing, yeah. and they and they're not going to go but so far in your beliefs. They stand afar off. That's how how Pilate was. He 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 was impressed, but he was not. Uh, he was still a secular politician. You understand? So he said. So he said, "Behold, your king." I don't believe he was mocking, but he didn't really truly believe it. Otherwise, he would have bowed down himself. So, maybe a little bit of that, but not much. Because he knew, some, he knew this man was special. And this man was so awesome that he didn't even try to defend himself. This is what shook up. Pilate, who knew human nature, as I told you the other night. Don't you fool yourself. Sheriffs, judges, police officers, police chiefs, they're not there just to be there. CIA agents. They're trained to tell whether you're not, whether you're lying. They can tell. They, and they have a gift for it. What? Preacher, what are you talking about? You think they're called like we are? Yes, they are. I believe that they're police officers, CIA agents, and, and people in, in law enforcement, praise be to God. Sheriffs, police, I believe they're just as called by God as we are. I am convinced of it. They don't just choose that. It's something deep down on the inside that makes them do that. And make them stay with the job even though they're being abused and falsely accused. And for, for no money. I still believe that police officers ought to, not, ought to accept no less than $150,000. And teachers ought to be up there with them because, see, here's what parents have done to the teachers and police officers. You raise our children, and if they get in trouble, we're going to accuse you, falsely accuse you. 
God didn't want me to be a police officer. Law enforcement. Because my policy would be shoot first and then ask some questions later. Because <laughs> I'm going home. God didn't call me to do that. Y'all better be thankful that God called me to preach. And whether you're in jail or not, I'm trying to get your soul saved from hell. Thank God for governors. Thank God, and, and, and we got we got some we got some talented governors in this country. Uh, be they Republican or Democrat, they'd flat shucking the corn and getting the job done. And you say what you want. I'm for government <laughs> because I'm for peace. Okay, and so Pilate was. Pilate was the governor at this time, a very interesting man, by the way. So when he said to the Jews, Behold your king, he was not mocking Jesus, as I told you before. He was mocking the Jews because he knew they were up to up to no good. <clears throat> the Romans just carried out order. They didn't know what they didn't understand all this. You have to be a Jewish theologian to understand all of this that was happening. They carried out the Jews, as Jesus said, his own family members, the Uncle Toms of that day. They are the ones who were the most guilty. Not Pilate, not the Roman soldiers. They just carried out orders. But the truth of the matter is, Good Friday is about all of us being guilty. We all killed Jesus. We all murdered the Prince of Glory, the Prince of Peace. Because of our wicked, evil sins, our sins crucified Jesus. But they cried out, away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said unto them, shall I crucify your king? Pilate was not joking and laughing and giggling, but he, he was mocking them. He knew what their response was going to be because he was a good judge of character as most people who are in governmental authority. Pilate said unto them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. Politics. The chief priests could care less about Caesar. They hated Caesar and his representatives. But they knew how to play politics just like people know how to play politics today to get what they want. If you do this, we're going to do this. So how long are you going to be in office? How long are you going to be in office there, Pilot? Huh? Huh? How long do you want your term to be? Because if Caesar here, this right here, you will be done. Everybody knows that a, a governmental job is a very cushy job. 
And nobody wants to give that up. And so people will give you up in politics. They'll give you up. They'll betray you to stay in office. May I just say something that really does not have much to do with this? Uh, democracy has some serious weaknesses. And I'm just going to leave it at that. You can take it and run with it if you want to. Then delivered he him, therefore, unto them to be crucified, and they took Jesus and led him away. And on Good Friday, you say, Preacher, why is Friday good, this Friday good? Because it was not good for Jesus, I can assure you that. It was not good for God. It was not good for the angels. But it is good for us because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish in the prison of hell but have everlasting Life. This is mind blow. Let me, let me help you. Let me help. Let me help you. Okay. Don't, don't even try to get your head around that. Just believe it. Just receive Christ as your Savior. Okay. It's simple. It's easy. I contrary to all of my pastor friends who want to make it difficult. They they want to they want to you know you got to join the church you got to shake the pastor's hand you got to uh, speak in tongues you got to produce your uh, W two forms you you, you and, and your tax forms and you got to um, uh, get baptized and we got to watch you for ninety months and to make sure and and, and uh, listen we don't have time for all that <laughs> you'll be in hell before all that happens. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ said. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. That's what Jesus said. Go with that, but have everlasting life. That's what I went with. And he changed my life from the inside out. And no, I'm not perfect but I have a perfect Savior. We're talking about him today. And yes, all of you Christians who would rather watch movies about Jesus, I'm here to tell you, and every preacher knows it's true who's called by God, preaching is far better than the movie. I can't explain it. I can't explain it. No movie will do, no singing will do, but preaching will do, the foolishness of preaching. And I hope to God all of the God-called preachers are preaching today, preaching tomorrow, preaching on Sunday. We can't preach like we used to preach just a few days, a couple of days a week, preachers. Then collect your check and you sit down for the rest of the week or go travel off somewhere. 
to some God-forbidden place that you ought not to be going to. You can't do that, preachers. No, 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 no more of that. People are dying and going to hell wholesale every hour. And God has blessed us with uh, technology that allows us to preach the word of God live from your site and from your own site. That's what we're doing right now. Let me see it, brother. Brother, son. We're doing it right now. From our own site. Not just Facebook. We, we get still most people watch us on Facebook. We thank God for Facebook. They have not taken us off yet. YouTube is, uh, has blocked us and hindered us. Twitter has blocked us and hindered us. And you say, well, why do you let that happen? Because I'm not going to compromise what God told me to preach. Uh, I'm not going to do that. And, and you're not going to uh, say, well, you can preach the gospel, and, but just, just don't preach against homosexuality. Now, well, no, Jesus died for that too. And this is a huge problem in our country. Even some of you are flipping. Some of you who are for it, you're flipping and saying, oh, oh wait a minute, y'all going too far. We, you're trying to change men into women, and we got, we're putting males in women jails, and they're getting pregnant in jail. What, 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 what? Uh, we got this big old six foot seven uh, swimmer swimming against women. <laughs> hold up now, dog. Hold up. Even even the other transvestites saying this is just not right. This is not fair. Oh, so I'm, I've been preaching this for years. You just come into the realization because you didn't believe the 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 prophecy. You didn't believe the truth that all of this was going to uh, explode. See, that's what sin does. See, God knows it. You don't know it, see. And you, 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 you allow abominations like this in your society. It's going to blow it up. And God may have to blow it up first uh, to help you get out of the mess you're in. That's what he did to Sodom and Gomorrah. Which is a standing example to the whole world. And here we are here. Uh, supposed to be enlightened. Doing this foolishness against God. Against Jesus who died for this. You know die, You know, Jesus died for all sins. Including this. This is not only a sin against God. This is a sin against nature. And it is a sin against common sense. That's why you were getting all. All people getting all. Oh they coming. They coming now. They coming with it now. Oh yeah, this wait a wait a doggone minute here. We can't have this. Well, I tried to tell you, but you didn't want to listen. With the play now, with that plague bearing down on you, and World, World War Three bearing down on you. Now you you paying attention now, but I believe, my beloved, I love you all. I hope not, but I believe it's too late. You don't let some demons out of the bag that you can't get back in there now. You should have kept them in the closet. You didn't want to do that. And look what's happening. Mm -hmm. You ought to preach against everything Jesus died for. And they can't be members of his church. Not his church. It may be yours. 
<laughs> Look at me real good, see if I'm playing with you. Uh, maybe your church, but not his. That's not happening. And then you swinging with them too. Jesus Christ hung on the cross uh, to and died for that foolishness that you're thinking about doing. Don't get mad at me. See, you want to be so-called a Christian and do what you want. God does not operate like that. I don't know where you got that from, but you did not get that from God. Or from Jesus. Or from the Bible. You made, a, made up a convenient Christianity for yourself, and you want God to accept it, and he is saying, no. Happy Good Friday. And Jesus humbly. This is what happened on Good Friday. This, these are the bad things that happened on Good Friday for you and for me. And you can't claim to be a Christian and do whatever you want when the same Jesus said, If you love me, keep my commandments. That means you cannot have a side piece, Christian. And think you're going to be pleasing to God and, and receive God's blessings. I don't know where you got that from. I have an idea. You got it from hell through the false pastors and the false prophets and the false preachers. And we have more false pastors than false prophets. I guarantee you, I don't know where you got it from other than hell. That is not Christianity. <clears throat> Remember, on Good Friday, Jesus Christ died for sin. Not for you to continue in sin, but to get saved and follow him and to love him, love him enough for what he's done for you, that you obey him. Huh? What are you talking about? You hypocrite pastors preaching this foolishness and this garbage to people. And look what you have wrought. Look at the mess we're in. And I've said it before. I said it in writing yesterday. I'm going to say it again. The baby boomers are, uh, are at fault the most. My generation. If your child is acting crazy, it's because of our generation. Up here trying to be cute. You have children and grandchildren. And you're trying to just like, dress like the grandchild. Looking crazy. P putting putty in your face and everywhere else to make yourself look plumper and fatter. P-H-A-T. And, 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 and you don't look that. You don't. You, you, you know nothing you can do, baby. Baby, baby boomers. Nothing you can do will make you look any better. You're trying to hang with them. You're trying to be cute. They can't even find a man because you're out there trying to be a cougar. You know, made up words that don't even make sense. And you eat up the young men like a cougar. Being old whores and old whoremongers. 
making up laws to yourself like and traditions to yourselves like the Pharisees and Sadducees, the religious crowd. If my husband says that we can swing and I can have this young man in the bed with me, then that would justify it and, and, and uh, because it would keep our marriage together and keep me happy and so forth. The devil is a lie. You got that from hell. Jesus died for all of the things you're trying to create. All of your wickedness, all of your evil, and all of your sin. On Good Friday. It was not good for him. It was good for us who believe in him. And he bearing his cross went forth into a place called the place of a skull. Which is called in the Hebrew... Golgotha, where they crucified him, Good Friday, and two other with him on either side, one and Jesus in the midst. Go ahead with your bad self, you phony Christians. You false pastors preaching foolishness, preaching lies that you can do anything you want, no accountability. One of the reasons why you pastors can't keep homosexuals holding hands, getting married in your church, is because you let adulterers and adulteresses sit in the church holding hands. Divorced and remarried for no good biblical reason. Just irreconcilable differences. You have bought into the American way, American way and not God's way. And may I remind you, the American way is not God's way. I'm sorry, folks. In fact, I personally believe that America ought to take down in God we trust. It is blasphemous. To put God's holy name on the top of this mess that you pastors have caused. And now governors and mayors got to write laws to, to fix, try to fix this mess that you created and you could have stopped. By preaching the truth. Instead of taking 30 pieces of silver. To collude with the government, who foolish, who foolishly uh, 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 convince you that well, it's just another sin like any other sin, preacher. You, you got adulterers in your church and fornicators in your church. Just take on another sin; it'd be fine. They'll get along just swimmingly. Huh? How's that working for you? Look at me real good. How's that working for you? Now you want to return the 30 pieces of silver, but you can't do that now because it's gone. And they're going to say to you, what's that to us? Get out of here. 
You don't hear from them now, do you? Because they, they use you to get what they wanted. And it's all backfiring in their faces. And pa popes, pastors, bishops, priests are at fault and they are answering to God. Many have died. Giving communion and taking communion unworthily. They're in hell or in heaven now, whoever they might be. By the thousands, multiplied thousands, hundreds of thousands. Many preachers have died. For playing games with God. God is nobody to play with. He's very patient. See, that's what makes you think you can play with God. Foolishly. God is very long-suffering. God is very loving. God is very merciful. God is very gracious. But after a while, by and by, enough is enough. I'm not going to. No, I can't. I can't. No, you can pray all you want to. You can stop praying. Now, it's over. Uh, and so personally, I believe it's too late. And I got people asking me, well, are you going to, you have preached all these years against it and so forth and everything has come to pass. Are you going to stay with us and fight? Fight what? Are you, you, you talk, are you, are you crazy? No, I've done what God called me to do. I warned you. The judgments are here. Fight for what? See, what you're talking about, these evangelicals, evangelicals are talking about them, my sweet evangelicals, and I love them. And my sweet Christian, I love them. They've been very good to me. I ain't mad at nobody. I tried to tell them, loving them, they didn't listen. So they want Dr. Tony Evans. They want me and a few others to march with them and to join the Republican Party and fight against these abominations. <laughs> Dr. Tony Evans can do what he pleases. I advise him to not do it this time. He's been there for them for years. What, over 50 years? Even right now, he's trying to help them with the racism situation. We're still dealing with that. I, I lovingly advise him publicly. Say, no, I can't do that with you people anymore. It's, it's over. But this governor did this. But no, I'm not going to fight that battle with you. I have warned you. And you didn't take heed, and now we're in a mess. If you want to go out here politicking and putting signs in your yard and all that, trying to do, fight that battle this way, as you've been doing for years, you did not take heed, excuse me, excuse me, you did not take heed to E.V. Hill, you did not take heed to Jerry Falwell, Sr., not Jerry Falwell, Jr. We know none of us should take heed to Jerry Falwell, Jr., period. Period. But Jerry Falwell Sr., uh, Dr. Kennedy, Dr. Schaefer, y'all laughed them to scorn. And they tried to tell you this was going to happen. You didn't listen. I carried on with what they were saying and added to it. You didn't listen to me either. Preaching every day of my life. For going on seven years, I think. I, I don't know. I have not added it up myself. My son's got it all added up. Because God told me to do it because the situation was that dire and that bad. And you did not take heed.
and look at the mess we're in. There's a there, right now. There's a transvestite on Fox News. Whoever would have thunk that, huh? And Franklin Graham is going to preach the gospel on Fox News in a couple of days. What a mess! What a mess! Jesus Christ paid for our sins and yet people who claim to be Christians are smack dab in the middle of sin showing no love for Christ, no appreciation. Jesus Christ asked a question one time. Uh, one of my favorite passages of scripture, I preached it many times around the world. In a message titled Prayer, the Main Ingredient. And I came from the passage in Luke 18. Jesus Christ gave a parable to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. And then Jesus asked the question Will there be faith on the earth when I come back? And I told the Lord way back then, that was over 20 years ago, at least, the Lord, I'm going, to, I'm going to have faith if you come back during my lifetime. That's what I told him. And what he asked is very telling because that's what we see today. Listen, I know of preachers right now who used to shuck the corn, and they, they, they are not standing up for God today. They're not standing up for Jesus. They want to continue with their program, that nice, wonderful, easy program they had before the plague. And uh, that's not going to get it. And Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross. And the writing was Jesus of Nazareth. I told you Pilate knew something about Jesus. How did he know that? The king of the Jews. This title then read many of the Jews, the Hebrews, the Israelites. For the place where Jesus was crucified was nigh to the city. And it was written in Hebrew and Greek and Latin. Then said the chief priests of the Jews to Pilate, Write not the king of the Jews, but that he said, I am the king of the Jews. They're still trying to accuse him of lying. See, one of the things that could get your goat real quick is when somebody accuses you of lying and you know you're not lying. See, that, that, that gets most people upset real quick. But Jesus didn't say a mumbling word. As his brothers accused him. And you, you do understand that the Jews are a little bit closer family-wise than most of us Gentiles. 
they normally look out for each other. In most cases, you're not going to find a Jew working for somebody else. They they are working in a in a Walmart or something. The Jews are going to be hooking up together, doing some other things, like becoming a lawyer, a doctor, or something like that. And they will help the others come through. Uh, and, and they'll stand together, historically speaking. So for them to be Uncle Tom's against Jesus, this was a very demonic situation. For them to hate him so much, and they knew he never did anything wrong. Pilate answered, what I have written, I have written. The king of the Jews. Now, I wanted to share something with you that my youngest son, Daniel Ezekiel, found for me. And, uh, and I don't know how deep I can go with it. But I think it's very um, interesting and very important. Someone said, to know the time of Jesus' death on the cross, we must assemble the evidence from the four Gospels and what we know of the culture at the time. What the Gospels say about Jesus' burial, Matthew includes the lengthiest account of Jesus' death and burial. One element of this account is the information about Joseph, a rich man from Arimathea who had himself become a disciple of Jesus. Joseph is reported to have asked Pilate for permission to bury Jesus' body in Matthew 27. Then we learn in Matthew 27, 62, that Joseph carried this out on preparation day. Mark also records that Joseph buried Jesus on preparation day. And now when the even was come because it was the preparation. That is the day before the Sabbath. You know how back in the day the women in the church would prepare for Sunday. They would cook some of the food on Sunday, that kind of thing. And he bought fine linen and took him down and wrapped him in the linen and laid him in a sepulcher which was hewn out of a rock and rolled a stone unto the door of the sepulcher. Luke and John confirm that Jesus died on the day of preparation. What day did Jesus die? Exactly. When we examine the evidence, Friday fits best with the gospel accounts 
and the historical context. For example, that's why we call it Good Friday. For example, the New Testament says that Jesus rose from the dead on the third day. As mentioned earlier, Jesus had to be rushed into the tomb on the day of preparation, while a Friday crucifixion would necessitate a silent day, a day during the Passion Week, when no events were recorded, probably Wednesday. This day allows time for the Sanhedrin to plan for Jesus' arrest and the subsequent trials. So the day is only silent because we have nothing specifically recorded. What time did Jesus die? Matthew Henry explains in his commentary, Jesus was nailed to the cross between the third and the sixth hour, that is between nine and twelve o'clock noon. Pardon me. And soon after the ninth hour, that is between three and four o'clock in the afternoon, he died. As stated above, the Jews at the time of Christ's of Christ measured days from nightfall to nightfall. Therefore, Bible scholars can take the Matthew 27, 46 verse KJV, ninth hour, and translate it to the Matthew 27, 46 NIV, three in the afternoon. What year did Jesus die? A number of factors allow us to pinpoint the year of the death of Jesus. We calculate that John the Baptist commenced his ministry A.D. 28 or 29. Based on the historical note in Luke 3.1 that John started preaching in the 15th year of Tiberius' reign. Tiberius was named emperor in A.D. 14. If Jesus was baptized and began his ministry sometime in A.D. 29, and he ministered for approximately the next three and a half years, then the end of Jesus' ministry would have been A.D. 33. Pontius Pilate is known to have ruled Judea from A.D. 26 through 36. The crucifixion took place during a Passover, Mark 14.12, and other verses. And that fact, plus the date John began his ministry, narrows down to the date of the crucifixion to April the 3rd, A.D. 33. Jesus died, therefore, on Friday, April the 3rd, A.D. 33, at about 3 p.m. A few hours before the beginning of the Passover day and the Sabbath, Much has happened on the world stage since the time of Christ, 
but nothing has ever eclipsed the magnitude and meaning of what happened in AD 33, the death and resurrection of the Savior of the world. I wanted to add that to the message. It was not in the original uh, text of the message. God put it on my heart uh, right before the service, and I asked my son to help me with that. And I see why. God laid that on my heart. because people sometimes, particularly raised in church, do not take this seriously. It's like a fairy tale to them. It's like a myth. And by my sharing those facts with you, makes it more real. And it is real. Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, God in the flesh, Emmanuel, suffered, bled, and died on the cross for our sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. Now, beloved, on this Good Friday, make it truly a Good Friday for you by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins and for mine. First, understand and accept the fact that you are a sinner. He died because we are all sinners. For the Bible tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23 We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We needed a Savior. We need a Savior. His name is Jesus. And by the way, I think you know that only God could even create something like this or come up with something like this. Only God. Only God. Do you agree that you are a sinner? If so, we can move on. Have you ever sinned? You know that you've said nobody's perfect. At least once or twice in your life you've had to ask somebody to forgive you. Have you ever told a lie? Have you ever stolen anything? Have you ever stolen anything from your father's drawer or your mother's purse? Have you ever taken some significant money from your parents and you bamboozled them and you said you're going to pay it back later. You're still a thief. Have you ever lusted after somebody or something in your heart, in your mind? Have you ever dishonored your parents by disrespecting them, cursing them, hating them? Dishonoring them, betraying them. Have you ever dishonored God by taking his holy name in vain? Jesus Christ died for your sins and mine, and we're all guilty. The Pope is guilty, 
All bishops are guilty. All preachers are guilty. Catholic and Protestant. Evangelicals. The Dalai Lama is guilty. Buddha was a sinner. And uh, Muhammad was a sinner too. And even Joel Osteen, as nice as he is, is a sinner. And he would, he would tell you that. With a smile, he'll tell you, I'm a sinner too. We're all sinners. Standing beneath, beneath the cross, needing forgiveness. And this is the way that God chose to get your sins forgiven so that you can freely go to heaven one day. Second, accept the fact, dear friend, that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin. Always do not think that Jesus Christ died uh, just to die. He died to save your guilty soul from the eternal burning hell where the devil and the devil's angels are going. <clears throat> so the Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Uh, God wants you to know that if he will allow you to die from this earth, <clears throat> This beautiful earth, by the way. He will allow you to go to hell. Death is the main punishment for sin. And it leads to an eternal place called hell. If you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for our sins when we survey the wondrous cross. So I want you to understand that you are a free moral agent. You can do good or bad. It's up to you. But you will be held responsible for your behavior. And if you reject Jesus Christ, please understand you will spend eternity in hell. And that's a fact. Just like I shared some facts with you regarding the death of Christ. That's a fact too. Because Jesus Christ preached more on hell than any prophet in the Bible. More than any Apostle in the Bible more than any writer in the Bible. He preached more on hell than Moses did. He preached more on hell than Paul did, the two main writers in the Bible who recorded the Word of God. So, thirdly, please understand and accept the fact that you are on your road to hell. You are on the road to hell right now <clears throat> as I speak. Yes, even on Good Friday, if you have never truly believed in Jesus Christ. We're not talking about something that you did as a child and you really cannot say for sure that you're saved. 
and you're still living in sin, and it, and it doesn't bother you. Sin is going to, listen to me, let me help you. Sin is going to bother you, and you're not going, and, and you're not going to like sin, and you're going to hate sin if you truly are saved by Jesus. If you're born again, if you have truly believed in Christ, sin is going to bother you. You're going to feel guilty about any little sin. Jesus Christ said in Matthew, or rather Mark chapter 9, verses 43 through 48, in one of his many sermons on hell, And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed, that is with an amputated hand, or cut off hand, than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Remember now, Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins to save you from this awful place called hell. He went through hell like nobody else. He went to hell like nobody else, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God to save you from hell. That's why he did it. So do not trifle with Jesus. Do not try to play with Jesus. Do not foolishly think, oh, he's the good man upstairs and he'll never let me go to hell. Don't think like that, please. Because it's not like that. God is very serious about this. Jesus is very serious about this. God proved it by loving you so much he gave up his only begotten son. The only man that he brought into the world through the womb of a virgin named Mary, which means that no man has sex with Mary before Jesus Christ was born. So he is the Son of God. And he didn't do that with anybody else. Nobody else can claim to be the Son of God but Him, the only begotten Son of God. God so loved the world, He so loved you, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish. Perish where? Perish in this place called hell that Jesus is preaching on, and preached on more than anybody else but have everlasting life. This is what it's all about. That's why we say it's Good Friday. And yes, uh, our food is already here and we're going to celebrate Good Friday. We thank God that we can celebrate it. But it's not about the celebration. It is about getting your soul saved from hell. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee or causes you to sin against me and sin against yourself, 
That's one of the main reasons why God hates sin. That's why he died for your sins and mine, because sin hurts us, his creation. It doesn't hurt him other than he's hurt by you not loving him, him enough to not sin against him. But it hurts you more. He does not like for his creation to be hurt by sin that he warned you against and commanded you not to do. And if thine eye offend thee, plug it out. If your eye causes you to sin against God and causes you to sin against yourself, plug it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. You need to understand that you're just a moment away from death and hell. This is no joke. I know you have not heard other preachers preach on it, but Jesus preached on it. Now, who are you going to believe? The preacher who just wants your money in his pocket and your behinds in the seats, in the pews, and other than that, he does not care for your soul. He wants to try to make you feel good. People who love you tell you the truth. And hell is the truth. You're going to hell if you do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and call on his name and repent of your sins. So Jesus Christ preached the bad news. He preached on hell. Hell is bad news. But he also preached on the good news better than anybody else. For he said the most loving, most wonderful, most important words in the history of the world to mankind. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, that word whosoever means anybody at any time and there's no better time than now that includes you. I feel so dirty, preacher, we know. I, I just want to clean myself up first. You'll be dead and in hell before you clean yourself up. The idea is to believe in Jesus Christ and let him help you get cleaned up. That's how that works. Whosoever, red, yellow, black, or white, we're all precious in God's sight. Other people may not love you, but God does. Do you know that most people don't love other people? Most people don't even like other people. That's what this world is made of. Sinful hearted people who don't even like each other. Who don't even uh, love each other. And, 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 it, and it is quite possible that nobody on this earth loves you. And it's quite possible that you don't love anybody. And it's quite possible that you don't like anybody. But I'm here to tell you that God loves you. Jesus loves you. And they, and, and they proved it. God gave up his son to die for your sins. As what John the Baptist called uh, him the Lamb of God. Who hath taken away the sin of the world. Jesus loves you. He stretched out his arms this far. To show you how much he loved you. So I don't care where you are in the world. I don't care if you're thinking about committing suicide. 
Uh, I don't care about who you're with or who you have done something with, something bad with, and you're wondering how you're going to get out of it. Just believe in the Lord Jesus Christ right now and let God work it out. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life. That is, go to heaven with God. Yes, I know you don't deserve it. I don't deserve it either. But I'm here to tell you, God and Jesus, they want you. Trust me when I tell you now. They want you in heaven more than you want to be in heaven. I guarantee you that. They're more interested in your getting saved than you are. So you never can accuse God and Jesus for putting you in hell. You will put yourself in hell with the devil and his angel because you love darkness more than you love light. You love the jam, jam, boogie lifestyle more than you love Jesus. You love committing fornication and adultery and homosexuality more than you love God. Your sin will keep you out of heaven and put you in hell. And so I'm telling you straight up, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shalt be saved. If you're interested in getting saved, the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 13, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, that's Easter Sunday morning. I'll be preaching then too. If the Lord tarries is coming, we live. God raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. Saved means you don't deserve that wonderful place called heaven. You deserve to go to that terrible place called hell. Saved means you have been saved from danger. You have been saved from torture. You have been saved for everlasting pain, from everlasting pain. And you have been saved to heaven where there's eternal peace. For whosoever, there's that word again, whosoever shall call. The word whosoever means anybody at any time. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So let's do that right now. If you're ready to get saved, you might be in the Ukraine. You might be in Russia. You might be in Finland. We have a lot of people who listen in Norway. Uh, you might be in Kenya. You might be in Paris. You might be in Rome. You might be in Manila in the Philippines. You might be in the underground church of China. You might be in Saudi Arabia. Wherever you are. Believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ came, was born of a virgin, lived a holy and clean and pure life, never sinning in word, thought, or deed, but yet willing to suffer, bleed, and die because he understood his purpose for your sins and mine as the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world was uh, buried, he died for our sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. Do you believe that? That's the gospel. That is the good news. If you want to be saved, you need to believe that. 
Believe in your heart that he died for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day. Pray the sinner's prayer with me. Repeat after me, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Follow me in prayer this time. Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I admit that I am a sinner and that I have repeatedly done evil in your sight. For Jesus Christ's sake, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day, please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe in you, Lord Jesus Christ, with all of my heart, I believe that you suffered, you bled, and you died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose on the third day. By your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of all of my sins. Help me to change. Help me to turn my back on my sinful, evil life. And to follow you, Lord Jesus Christ, in the new life for the rest of my life. For it is in your name I do pray. Amen. Happy Good Friday to you, my friends, who have just trusted in Christ as Savior. Now, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God, Allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ Jesus, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book free of charge titled What to Do, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. My dear friends, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email that to us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com or whatever email is on your platform, we have several, and let us know so that we can rejoice with you and so that we can send you some free literature to help you to grow in the faith. 
and be the Christian disciple that God and Jesus want you to be. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Ladies and gentlemen, may God bless you on Good Friday, and God may God keep you. God loves you. Jesus loves you. They showed it beyond our imaginations. And by His grace, we love you. And may God bless you real good on Good Friday and throughout the weekend. If the Lord should tarry His coming and we live, we'll be back here tomorrow preaching in the same series, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. And then, of course, if the Lord tarries His coming and we live, one more Easter Sunday, we'll be preaching on Easter or what I call Resurrection Sunday. Until then, my dear friends, please pray without ceasing. Meditate on God's Word and keep your focus on Jesus Christ and what He did for you, for me, and for the world. Let's all stand for our closing prayer. Holy Father God in heaven, Lord, we don't understand everything about what you did. But we praise you and we thank you for what you did. And we give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. And Lord, help us to not be people who say we believe in you, but we don't love you. And therefore, we don't strive to obey you. Lord, help all of us to remember your holy word that if you love me, the humble, meek, and quiet Savior, if you love me, Jesus Christ, then obey me. And Lord, as I can hear you say that, you didn't say it in a demanding way or commanding way. You meant what you said, but you said it in a loving way because you love us. You want us to love you back. And evidently, Lord, you uh, didn't feel at that time when you said this that you need to make us do it because you could. You want us to do it because we love you back. God have mercy and grace upon us for not obeying you at times. In fact, Lord, we're in the mess that we're in today because we have not obeyed you in the church. You have told us what to do, and yet so many of us still refuse. And so, Lord, I humbly pray that you'll help us all to humble ourselves like you, to pray like you did, to seek your face, to turn from our wicked ways, from all of our wicked sins, and to repent and to get back to you, Lord Jesus, our first love. You've made it very clear to us, and you've done everything for us. We have not done what we could do for you. 
And so, Lord, have mercy and grace upon us and forgive us of our wicked, evil, and ungodly sins and the greatest sin of not loving you back when you have humbly, meekly, lovingly told us, if you love me, keep my commandments. Help us to do that going forward by your grace, by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, help us to be sincere. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Save those who are lost. Revive those who are saved at your gospel. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, who died for our sins, was buried and rose again. Amen and amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, enjoy a great um, Good Friday meal. Enjoy that. If you're truly saved and you appreciate what God has done for you, Jesus wants you to celebrate today, but he does not want you to sin against him. Okay? We'll see you next time.